A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Listeners, hello and a very, very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode Today, I'm joined by a lady from Egypt, a returning guest by the name of Noha. Noha, um, we spoke previous, well, we spoke about a lot of things, listeners. Um, but today, Noha, the power of partnerships. I mean, that's, that's a wide title, but at the same time, it keeps us focused on, well, that unity, doesn't it? The power of the people, to quote an old 70s term, or British old 70s term, what does that conjure up? Well, actually, before I, I'm getting excited, you see, now I'm diving straight in. I'm forgetting <laughs> my manners. Please excuse me. A very okay. warm welcome to you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Paul. I'm, I'm so happy to join you again and uh, to be part of your uh, of the World Game Changers podcast. Um, and yeah, excited to talk about the power of partnerships. See, doesn't that just prove it? You know, being in that moment, listeners, how I was diving in there, forgetting my manners for a moment without actually allowing the lady to, to speak. So, um, but that's 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 the power of enthusiasm, of, of partnerships, of co-creations, of, you know, of liaising and working with other people, being committed for the betterment of others. So the power of partnerships, know-how. Where do we even start on this? Because partnerships is a... I mean, it's quite a long word, but it's certainly got a massive scope, hasn't it? Absolutely. And I, I think the, the starting point uh, may be, uh, you know, looking at values, common values between partners. And I know, I know we spoke about this a little bit, you know, in our previous podcast, but I think it's always the most important aspect to to ensure there is a solid foundation for any partnership. Yeah, and I think in that, and it might be worth just repeating, listeners, what Noah is referring to there in that first uh, podcast dance between us, where I think I quoted uh, Dr. John D. Martini and paraphrasing along the lines that, you know, for people, they must share the same vision to, to go in the same direction, which when you think about it, it's such an obvious statement. But I often wonder how many of us actually stop and do that. You know, whether our dynamics personal, it could be romantic, it could be professional, business. It doesn't matter what it is. For me, the principle's the same. Are we actually going in the same direction? Do we share the same vision? And moreover, do we share the same values to get us there? Because if we don't, then surely things are going to fall apart. And that's, that holds water, doesn't it, Noah? That statement holds water, that we need the same vision and we need the same values to be uh, in harmony. Absolutely. And I think that uh, often enough in many partnerships, uh, you know, people and, and even organisations, you know, don't take uh, time, you know, to explore these synergies, to explore uh, these commonalities in their values, in their mission and their vision and uh, you know as you said uh, once you know they start and you know projects get um, 
rolling and people start partnering, you know, then, you know, a lot of conflicts evolve. But if there's clarity around the values, which I see as a compass, uh, you, you said direction. So, you know, a compass gives you a direction to look at and anchors you when making decisions. So when there is disagreement, if you're very clear about values in a given partnership, you know, whenever disagreements arise, you are able to pivot. You are able to make the right decisions. And you are able to stay authentic, you know, to uh, what you stand for as an individual or as an organization. So I think it's very important. Mm. And I'll just share with you, Noah, I mean, kind of a little bit tongue in cheek, but an example, um, listeners, have, you've heard me say this on more than one occasion, but, you know, some kind of uh, conversation I was, I've been involved in on more than one occasion around sort of, and this is slightly a bit left field to what we're, we're talking about here, but the principle is still the same. And I've used that in a romantic uh, conversation of, say, two people getting together for the first time in, um, you know, in that new new path together, uh, you know, call it a first date, if you will. And one of the, you know, the main questions to ask, and it's probably one of the most unromantic questions you could think of. But on that first date is to say, well, what's your vision for the future? What values do you hold true? And people say, Paul, you can't ask that. Well, surely you can, because if you're not aligned as people, because whether you know, for me, no, no matter what the dynamic is, whether it's business or personal, you know, romantic or it doesn't matter. The principle, I keep saying the principle is the same. We know, are we going in the same direction? And best you find that out earlier on by finding out what the values are, finding out what the vision are, because, you know, yet again, to quote Dee Martini, because if they're not aligned and you've got different things, you know, because first and foremost, business, relationships, call it what, it's about people connecting, isn't it? It's as simple as that, or, or is it as simple as that? It is as simple as that. It's about, you know, it all starts with chemistry. So there's a connection, you know, of mm. some sort. And from here, you know, you evolve the relationship. But to evolve the relationship, you got to dig a little bit deeper. And, um, you know, I feel that uh, we were talking earlier about the concept of or the value of, of love and that it's the foundation of everything in our world. And I think the opposite of that is, is fear. And as a result of fear, you know, a lot of people miss opportunities. They don't explore connections. They don't explore partnerships that could eventually result in in in. in you know, significant impact for them in their lives or even in society, you know, or in the world. Uh, and I think, you know, um, love is the foundation and the one value that unites us all as human beings, regardless of culture or backgrounds or classes or any, you know, of that stuff. Um, I think as human beings, we were born, you know, to love and to give and to receive love. And I think if we use that as the foundation of, of any relationship or partnership, and we stay in that state of mind to come from a place of love, I think we can create wonderful partnerships that can make a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. And yet again, at the risk of oversimplifying, Noah, that love that we allude to there, that starts with self-love, doesn't it? Self-love, yes, absolutely. I mean, I, as someone who uh, 
uh, would like to call myself, you know, uh, um, uh, a change maker or someone who's driving change or uh, introducing new concepts. Uh, um, you know, I think that I wouldn't be able to change anything around me unless I start by changing myself. And that starts with self-love. It starts by prioritizing yourself. It starts by being self-aware of, you know, what are your strengths? What are your uh, development areas and or opportunities, if you like, learnings? Um, how can I grow? And once, you know, what, what you don't have, you cannot give back. And mm. so it's very important to start with self-love. It's very important to start with self-care. It's very important to cultivate the self-awareness that enables you also to place yourself and use your inner resources in the best way possible to create the impact that you came here, uh, you know, um, to deliver in this world. I mean, I, I believe each and every one of us is here for a purpose and for a mission. And uh, we usually, I mean, it's, it's very common that we might not know what this mission is but uh, or not be clear about it we might sense it or feel it um but at the end of the day you know it, it takes a lot of self-love to really stand true to your values to really cultivate the self-awareness and to dedicate time for yourself to do all of that mm. isn't it true no other in you know to quote the Tao Te Ching these paradoxes of life these contradictions so in terms of self-love, sometimes, and I, and I, well, I say, isn't it true? I, I ask this as a question, not offer it as a statement. But isn't it true sometimes okay. in life that we need, I, I liken it to what I call the domino effect. So if you imagine all these dominoes lined up and you push the first one over, then it has this ripple effect because that knocks the second one, the third one. And all of a sudden, by pushing that first domino over, all of them get pushed over the domino effect. So does that using that principle, Noah, for self-love, you know, sometimes if we're, you know, we're down on our luck or we're, um, you know, we're in a dark place and that self-love can be tough to find. Isn't it true that, you know, to, to bring in that domino effect, sometimes that smile from a stranger, that support, that arm around the shoulder, you know, whatever it may be, that peck on the cheek, boy, can that be like a first domino and just lift us up to give us that belief and that um yeah, that inner love. Does does that make sense? Do, do you agree with that? I think, yes, it makes a lot of sense. All of us need to feel a sense of uh, support, a sense of belonging, you know, and, and to have that support network around us that can lift us up when we're feeling uh, down or when things are not going the way we want. But at the end of the day, um, there was a point in my life where I, I, I really had to look at self-love uh, and self-care, you know, as an individual responsibility. So mm -hmm. I, agree, I agree with you that it helps a lot when you do have that support network, but what if you didn't have it? So for me, it's, it's really, you know, uh, practicing a couple of things. And uh, one of the things that really helped me in my journey was really, uh, you know, um, breath work, right? And uh, 
I, I discovered breathwork and the power of it uh, in an Art of Living Foundation program called the Happiness Program. And it totally transformed my energy and my perception of myself. So it's very important for us to, to stop, to reflect, to breathe, to give ourselves everyone and once in a while, you know, a tap on the back or a little hug. And besides that, also practicing, you know, we, you know, I, I see, I see myself and even many other women being very harsh sometimes in the way we judge ourselves. So it's very important, you know, every day to, to, um, to, to basically tell ourselves positive things, you know, uh, give ourselves a tap on the back on how we handled a given situation that was a little bit challenging for us. Um, on our looks, you know, uh, we need to embrace, you know, uh, how we were created and see beauty within and see beauty, uh, you know, from, from our own perspective and, and make ourselves uh, happy and smiling and positive. Um, our body, you know, plays a big role. And uh, for me, the biggest awareness there was um, a couple of years ago, I was diagnosed with uh, chronic asthma and chronic anemia. And uh, to be very frank with you, I mean, it's not like I was diagnosed with, uh, you know, much worse uh, illnesses like cancer or others, but that was like an alert. That was an alert for self-love, self-care taking care of my body, taking care of what I eat, what I drink, how I nourish my body. So, you know, one aspect is our mind, how we nourish our mind, but the other is like how we nourish our, our body as well. And how we, you know, and by doing that, balancing those two, paying attention to those two, we can be happy, we can thrive. Um, the other thing, you know, is I, so, you know, I grew up around the world, different countries, uh, very much in an international setting. I worked for the UN for a while, for international corporations. And, you know, being in, in the field of international development, I was watching the news all the time. I was consuming negative information each and every single day, morning and night, you know, looking at the conflicts and the wars and the refugees and this and that. And I think that also plays a big role in, 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 in our mindset. So loving ourselves is how we regulate, you know, the way we nourish our mind through positive thinking and the way we nourish our body and also self-judgment, which I talked about, you know, earlier, um, you know, in, in many cultures, uh, we are conditioned to compare um, ourselves to others or to, to, to judge also uh, ourselves and to judge others. And I think this is very self-destructive and uh, it is a, you know, something that we need to be aware of and also stop because the more we compare ourselves to other and we're not fulfilled with what we have and we don't express gratitude for what we have, you know, we're, we, we totally you know, um, affect our self-care and our self-love. And uh, the last part that I wanna talk about, and sorry for elongating this response, is you know surrounding ourselves with uh, positive people and ending all types of toxic relationships in our lives. Like for instance, uh, you know whether they be personal relationships, uh, friends or lovers, or even work 
relationships in the sense that, you know, if, if people work in toxic workplaces that don't bring the best out of them, I mean, these are all things that we should aim to eliminate because, you know, anyone or anything that makes anyone listening to us today, including myself, you know, feel anything less than amazing or what they deserve, you know, should not be part of your life, should not be part of your, your circle. You need positive people that will lift you up, that will, you know, fill your soul with happiness and fulfillment and add value, you know, whenever they can. And um, the last thing is like really um, recognizing and, and celebrating our achievements. So, you know, no matter how big or small these achievements are or, or wins, or like I said, even evaluating how we handled a situation, celebrating this and, you know, recognizing ourselves for it and reminding ourselves that we, you know, we are proud of ourselves and we did well are all ways, you know, to cultivate self-love and, and uh, keep growing from there and looking at every challenge, every failure as an opportunity for growth um, is what I would say. These, are, these were my learnings, I mean, in different uh, situations, um, whether in business or in my personal life. And uh, now I, I, I try at least, even if I don't have time, to at least practice, you know, uh, remembering what I'm grateful for every day. This is the one thing that I don't uh, miss on. And again, the body, the mind, how we nurture them, how we nourish them, how we evolve and expand them is very important. Mm, beautiful. N nourishing the body and the mind. I want to use, um, if I may, Noah, what might be a fairly graphic example of that, just to reinforce the, the brilliant point. Uh, and it is fairly graphic, but by it being fairly graphic, it will probably stick within people's minds. And it's this. So when we take food and drink, you know, you was, you was on about breath work there uh, and drinking mm. hydration and sleep, you know, the, the, uh, the three, for me, the three important, the vital pieces of, you know, nurturing the mind and the body. So mm. when we look, uh, Noah, at, for example, we'll take food and drink for nourishment. And what our body does it takes exactly that, the proteins, the vitium, the calciums, the carbohydrates, whatever. And it takes the goodness and it passes the rest as waste. Now, that's, mm. a, that's a biological fact. So, OK, that's fine. So why don't we adopt the same principle or have the same awareness around our mind? So we take in stuff from people around us that sustains us, nourishes us, et cetera, et cetera. And those words, that energy that people feed us could either be good energy or bad energy. So it could be akin to having a really nice balanced diet or eating 50 bags of chips every day, which obviously is going to do us no good at all. So if we're feeding our mind with garbage or allowing other people to feed our minds with garbage, and we're going to become very unhealthy mentally, 
the same we would be physically if we was eating literally eating 50 bags of chips or crisps every single day. So the point mm. I try to make graphically is this. Going back to the physical side, the body gets rid of waste when it's taken the goodness out of it. So why don't the mind, do, why doesn't the mind do the same thing? Because if the mind doesn't do the same thing, i.e. get rid of the garbage, take the goodness and learning out of a conversation because people are feeding you good stuff, take the learning out of it and then get rid of the rest as waste. Because if we look at that in a physical sense, if we didn't get rid of the waste and go to the toilet, we'd die. What's the difference, Noah, when we don't get rid of that mental or emotional waste? But we don't do it. We keep hold of it. And we allow people to infiltrate us with garbage. And we keep hold of it. And then we wonder why we get ill. Does that all make sense? Absolutely. And um, I once, uh, I mean, there's a, a little bit of a graphic image, right, that I'm going to share. And I apologize if it's disturbing for some. But I once did an exercise with a coach. And... Um, she had a board and cards with different pictures. And the way it works is you pick one picture. And usually that picture will have a message, you know, on, on, for you, basically, to consider. And at that time, I was uh, struggling with the fact that, you know, exactly what you were talking about, which is suppressing my emotion, um, not really expressing myself, uh, feeling always that I have to fit into a certain a mold uh, in certain settings in order to succeed or others. And I picked a card that was terrible, okay? It had a lot of worms, okay? Covering the whole card, right? Mm. And then the, what, what she told me at that time, the coach, she said, this is exactly how you feel inside. You're carrying all these horrible worms and you need to release them. You need to release all these uh, emotions. And, you know, especially that I'm a little bit shy or introverted in a way. It never shows to people. Mm -hmm. I, I don't look that way, but I am very much so. Uh, I really, uh, it's really, you know, uh, I really appreciate my personal space. I really uh, appreciate uh, you know, being surrounded with people who are very close to me. Uh, so I'm, I'm ambivert. I'm between extrovert and, and introvert. And because of that, I'm also, I, I was raised in a way that, you know, you always have to um, be careful about your words always, right? To an extent that, uh, you know, if somebody uh, said something to you that you didn't like, you should not respond and so on. So because I was conditioned that way, to be very diplomatic all the time, to be very correct all the time, to, to basically really suppress how I truly feel about different things. I think I got that image in that session. And um, what that image told me is that, you know, uh, I have to speak my truth whenever I have a chance. I have to unleash my authenticity because this is what's blocking, you know, uh, you know, I was always successful, but, you know, it, it was blocking me from reaching my highest potential, if you like, which is something I'm always, you know, interested in, not necessarily from a, an achievement standpoint, but I'm very curious to know 
as a human being, you know, what is my highest potential? And how can I cultivate it? And how can I use it to be of service? And so by seeing this card, so graphic, so sorry, disgusting, you know, it stayed in my mind. And in a way, whenever I was accumulating after that, uh, negative emotions, negative uh, talks from other or um, any sort of, um, of thing that I was storing inside that is negative, I would release it. I would take a moment to reflect on a situation that upset me, for example, reflect on it, see what I could have done differently and finished. Once I had released it, I would move on. So, and this practice really helped me uh, address that. But yes, seeing it in a graphic sense and, you know, always remembering that image, even if it's a negative one, is a good reminder for us to really understand that suppressing negative emotions, consuming negative thoughts, you know, is like a repository of very ugly things that are sitting inside of us. And uh, as humans, we were born to be pure, you know, and uh, we were born really in the form of utmost purity, but, you know, we lose that along the way. We take things from others and we also accumulate things from our experiences ourselves and they all are stored in our subconscious, in our bodies. And they translate in the, you know, they, they manifest later on, as you said, in the form of pain, disease. So we got to listen to our body and we got to, you know, we got to, detect and address the signs, you know, whenever they appear. And uh, we have to be on a continuous uh, filtration process, you know, to cleanse and to re release these um, negativities in our life. It's ultimately about rewarding out, you know, when we use that word self-love, uh, that hyphenated word, no, our self-love, it's about, because I know we've spoke around a word called awards, and I want to just start to feather in a reward or re-award ourselves, award ourselves, listeners, for the amazing, amazing souls that we truly are. Not who we've become, who we think we are, because we have a label that, you know, I am male, she is female, I am this, she is that etc you know we're putting people uh, ourselves included in in boxes in in stereotypes if you will but actually awarding ourselves for that recognition of who we truly are getting back to basics to quote john major for the from the 80s the british prime minister he coined that phrase getting back to basics and i personally feel no uh, that this there's a shift, a paradigm shift in the world that's taking place where love is becoming, is, is back, getting back to basics. You know, I think we've lost that over, over time where, you know, commerce um, and uh, economics is, you know, profit, you know, and, and money generally. And, you know, as we said, you know, money is an important energy in our world. But there are, in my humble opinion, there are far things that are far more important and love absolutely sits at the top of that tree. So why don't we award ourselves for the amazing person that we are? And with, with that gift of love, that self-love that we keep talking about. Any thoughts around that, Noha? 
I think many people, uh, you know, grow up with limiting beliefs of not good enough, I don't deserve it, you know, and this is why we don't really take the time or invest it in rewarding ourselves. But I think rewarding ourselves is 10 times more important than getting awarded by others, yeah? Um, yeah. And, and to this point, you know, I think also the, the way that um, you, you're right to say that I totally agree when you say that, you know, there is a paradigm shift and uh, this shift is towards, you know, recognizing values, you know, and recognizing consciousness and, you know, uh, acts of kindness and all of that. And I think this is so important to capture, you know, this momentum and to also make it two way where it's not only, you know, a given entity recognizing people, you know, in its capacity, but also, you know, um, allowing people uh, to recognize one another, to nominate others, to, to highlight what they appreciate about others. And looking at that from a pure uh, human-centric uh, and value-centric um, approach. So yes, absolutely. I, I think it's, uh, it's, it, there is this shift. It's real. It's happening. And I think it's going to continue. And um, we really need to reward ourselves first and also then look at rewarding others around us that we appreciate. So building on the latter then, Noha, um, awarding or re-awarding others, however you want to play with the words, listeners, what is it that we <laughs> can do? What, what, what can we do? Um, let's say you and I co-creating Noah, what can we do? What responsibility can we take to say by way of an award to the outside world, individuals, collectively, or however that looks, what is it that we can do um, to say, do you know what? We recognize you. You may, you may not even recognize yourself, but we do. Is there an award that we could co-create? So I don't know, we, we've got a blank piece of paper here listeners and this is the power of co-creation of two people just conversing you know this 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 divine dance of masculinity and femininity and and meshing into the you know the um, the yin and the yang if you will at the risk of stressing the point to co-create something for the benefit of the of, of others any thoughts around that award or reward system what that might look like now well, there's a couple of things, um, you know, first of all, you know, in my mind, it should be open to people from all walks of life, all communities, removing all the labels and the stereotypes around titles and, you know, all types of labels. So I would say something open to all, right? Uh, the second thing I would say is uh, recognizing uh, values and um, character uh, character traits of people that that are making a difference um, in other people's lives or in even in their own lives, right? Um, so things like kindness, things like courage, things like service, determination, things like love, generosity all of these basic human values that 
we need to as 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 humanity you know reconnect with you know with you know i'll divert a little bit from the, from the co-creation but i think here's what inspires me about this co-creation that we're coming up with right now which is you know technology has come in to our lives with many benefits but also part of what it has brought is a I, I, I don't even know how to label this or term it in the right way, but way we're, we're very disconnected. Like something that I was looking at is, you know, in the past, for example, uh, people would wish each other happy birthday, or if someone even died, you know, they would express their condolences. You would go see your friends um, and do all of that. Now, you know, all of this is happening on Facebook, on WhatsApp, uh, sometimes, you know, through phone calls, but it's not, you know, we're losing that, that the power um, of human connection. Yeah. And maybe you can uh, help me like um, refine the thought, but basically I think we have to reignite the connection to human values and we have to reignite that human connection where people are recognizing each other um, around their, their positive traits of character and even not even just positive traits, but also their learnings, their struggles, how they overcame them, uh, you know, and, and, and having that platform that can um, create that would be of significant value. And when I said also people from all walks of life, I'm thinking, you know, uh, the notion of, uh, you know, that we, we discussed this before so many times, that you know, everyone is a world game changer. Everyone is a person of impact. Uh, there are so many invisible heroes out there who are doing great things, you know, and they could range from small deeds and acts of kindness of any form, all the way to significantly, you know, uh, impactful, scalable projects. Yeah. And I think it's very important not to look at um, the, the outcome of what they've done, but what has driven that is very important because it's not, um, you know, this can inspire so many people to, to connect with who they truly are, their nature, their values, and create, again, that ripple effect, you know, that can transform uh, mindsets and... and uh, chat, you know, solve challenges and, and address many things we're facing today. What it's we have, very powerful. <laughs> what, what we have here, listeners, if, if you, you know, if we even try and summarise, you know, the conversation that's unfolded between Noha and myself, um, is, is this, you know, we, we, we started out on a title, a working title of something like the power of partnerships. And, you know, we've gone into this discovery, this, uh, well, we've scratched the surface, I would say, of things like self-love and, and, you know, and, and sort of exemplifying vulnerability, sharing examples of, hey, it's okay for us as humans, you know, because to quote a, a well-known saying, no man is an island or woman for that matter. You know, we're, we're humans. We're fallible, we have weaknesses, we have vulnerabilities, we have insecurities. That goes with the territory of being a human being. You know, putting on a brave face, this power dressing, particularly in the corporate world, for example, of I won't show weakness, I will win at all costs. It's a nonsense. 
It's an absolute nonsense because first and foremost, we are human beings and we want to be loved and we want to be cared for and we want to give love back. That is a basic inherent trait of all of us to varying degrees. So just bringing that back, Noah, to the what this award, um, I'm going to really go for this. What would we call that award? Because I think that would be not only a great place to finish this fascinating conversation, this dance, a great place to finish, but also a fantastic place to start the next podcast. We go straight in on that title. We reinforce some of the stuff that you spoke around, around the, you know, some of your words there, kindness, uh, determination, love to mention just three. Any ideas? I mean, I've kind of put you on the spot a little bit there, Noah, but <laughs> what would that award be called that, that encapsulates all this diversity, you know, of people of impact to world game changers? I mean, it's a big question I've asked you. Any thoughts, any reactions? Ah, uh, that's a challenging one. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> but I'll give it a shot. I mean... For me, it's about getting people to live their values. So something around, you know, living your values award or um, another thing is around igniting, you know, ignition, like, you know, reconnecting. I don't know. I mean, I would need to give it a, a, a little bit more thought, but, you know, um, it's about rising up, for example, as well as humans. It's about, uh, I again, I'm not coming up with the name here. I'm just like um, really sharing what's crossing my, minds, uh, my mind in terms of words mm -hmm. that resonate. But it's, you know, human connection, human values, um, being, uh, recognizing that you're limitless. So, you know, everything we've been talking about, uh, it's not the titles, it's not the labels, it's not always the, about the achievements or the money. You know, we are limitless as human beings in terms of our inner power and recognizing value, people, people on the basis of values and, uh, and their daily, you know, small acts or, or so on, you know, just inspires me to look into my limitlessness, my infinite power. Um, something around uh, ripples, you know, that when we do that, you know, uh, more people get inspired to also tap into their own inner resources. I don't know. What do you think, Paul? I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> I thought you might do somehow. Yeah. Why did I see that coming or why did I not see that coming? Um, but it's a fantastic way to kind of finish this one off because it lays a very solid foundation, Noah, doesn't it, for our, our next one. Uh, but I will answer your question because as you were speaking there, I made a couple of notes. And it's interesting you use the word ignite because I've got a workbook on the side that I use for notes. And on the front cover is the word ignite. Now, what a coincidence in a world, listeners, of, of no coincidences. So wow. I've, I've put igniting your world as one of them. So the igniting your world, living your values award. Yeah. Re 
awarding yourself, so playing on the awards concept, because we forget, we fall out of love with ourselves. So it's about that, going back to basics, to quote Major John Major again, we're, we're going to learn how to re-award ourselves. We're going to award ourselves for, you know, for the things that we do. And um, so they're just, just one, the one final one, unity begins with you. You know, this togetherness, this collective. These are just some of the thoughts that's flying around in my mind. Um, know how listening to you speak and thinking that, yeah, I know she's she's going to ask me. I know she's going to ask me. So I need to be prepared. Um, so I, just... I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And uh, as you were uh, creating, right? Uh, it brought additional thoughts to my mind. <laughs> so <laughs> I, 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 I have this name coming up, which is, um, you know, ignite your humanity, ignite your world, for example. Um, connected humans is another one, you know, connected as in connected with your inner self, right? Or enlightened humans, something of the sort. Um, so anyways, we can, uh, we can continue forever. I love this. Um, and I think that is a phenomenally good place to, uh, well, I, I really do feel listeners and, and obviously you, you've got your own thoughts around this as you listen to this episode uh, between Noah and, her, and I, um, but what a solid found, foundation, as I say, for the next podcast episode where we'll follow on. And I am sure I feel very confident that Noah and I will have the name of an award and some of the values that will, you know, be the, dare I say, the criteria. I hope that doesn't make it sound too mechanistic, too masculine. But, you know, this beautiful yeah. thing that uh, will come out of this. So um, just before we sign off, uh, Noah, I would like to invite you in again to, well, first of all, I'd like to thank you for getting my manners again. This is the excitement, listeners, of getting caught in the moment. Um, but thank you immensely for the part, um, you know, for the, this beautiful dance that we've uh, embraced, you and I, this co-creation. And, um, and invite you in to share your contact details where listeners can find out more about you, reach out to you, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. And uh, it's been a real pleasure. And I myself, uh, I'm feeling so energized, you know, for the rest of the week as the week is starting where I am. Um, so thank you for having me. And I just have one thought that uh, that is crossing my mind. And it is around asking maybe anyone who's going to listen to this podcast, if you have any ideas for our co-creation or would like to contribute uh, a name that resonates with you. Please feel free, I think, to share them in, in the comments when we, when, uh, we post, um, when, when you listen to our podcast. And in terms of how to contact me, I can be reached on LinkedIn um, or Facebook as uh, with my name. So Noha Hefni. So feel free uh, to connect. It's always good to, to connect with uh, amazing people around the world. Superb. Thank you once again, Noha. And all that remains now, listeners, is, is to sign off by saying, the world's changing. How will you respond?
Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond? <laughs>